Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Hi, welcome to Stem Cells at Lunch Digested. I'm Jana Baldi and I'm a PhD student in John Mayer's lab, which is the car mechanics group on Bermondsey Wing. And um, we're joined today by Emma Milford, who's a PhD student at the Francis Crick Institute. And um, so tell us, Emma, a bit about yourself. What is the focus of your PhD work? Um, okay, so the, the focus of my work at the moment is all about how cancer cells interact with their environment, um, in particular with uh, sort of stromal cells. So these are cells that make up a lot of the tissues in your body. Um, and basically how that cell-cell interaction can then impact um, how the tumour develops and grows okay. or um, can travel to other places of the body, um, but also in terms of treatment and how they respond to different types of treatment. Um, yeah, and that's, that's basically, I guess, overall. <laughs> okay. And um, why do you think this work is important? What are the sort of implications? Um, so the cell-cell interaction that occurs in cancer doesn't normally happen in normal tissues because um, often uh, in normal sort of situations the, the cells that cancer originate from, originates from um, they are often separated from the stromal cells um, there's this sort of layer called the basement membrane that keeps them apart and so what happens in cancer, especially when you have sort of invasion, is that the, the cells can then break through the basement membrane and they interact with these cells. Um, and so what actually happens is they respond in sort of an immune, there's a sort of an immune response to that um, because this, like I say, isn't a normal process and this also happens in wounding. But in cancer it seems to be exaggerated, so we have more of an immune response. Um, and what we've shown with our research is that actually this interaction can prevent cancer cells from being treated with oncolytic therapies. So these are viruses that are specially designed to infect cancer cells. So when you have this interaction with cancer cells and stromal cells, the cancer cells are protected because of this sort of immune response that's triggered. Um, so in terms of how we could apply that um, to sort of patients, um, is more of, I guess, stratifying patients. So those patients that have uh, sort of an upregulation of some of the key signaling components in this um, immune response would then we would know that they won't respond very well to um, sort of the therapy and we can kind of classify patients in that way so that's how we're hoping our research can be used sort of in the future. Okay and would this sort of only affect these um, oncolytic viruses or is it also with other kinds of therapy like monoclonal antibodies? Or yeah so I mean we haven't looked it into too much detail because we had the so some of the genes that particularly are regulated we knew they were important for the antiviral response which was why we went down that path. Okay. We have started looking at the effects that this um, interaction can have on radiotherapy mm -hmm. um, and you can see that in some instances um, those cells that are generally um, sort of um, I would say more affected by the radiation are protected slightly more by the um, when they're in contact with the stromal cells. Um, so they also can have some kind of protection in that respect. Probably not to do with the in, the immune response that we see. There's probably something else being triggered. Um, but so far, that's something new we're looking into. And also, we see um, sort of differences in immune cell recruitment because of this immune response. So we're starting to look into the effect of. Uh, uh, this interaction can have on recruited immune cells and then obviously response to different types of therapy that can enhance the immune response or 
I mean, in this case, we might even want to deplete it if it's having a, a positive effect on the cancer cells rather than a good effect for treatment. But these are all like sort of new avenues we're looking at. Yeah. So it doesn't sort of enhance the immune response for the body to remove the cancer? It just, yeah, not it just necessarily. It just seems to, yeah. So the thing that cancers generally do is downregulate this antiviral response because they don't want... Um, they don't want to be obviously deleted from the system, um, which is why oncolytic therapies work so well. But now they've obviously we've discovered a, a way that they can circumvent that okay. um, and find a way to protect themselves. So, yeah, and it's still are, a little confusing, but yeah. Okay. And what are the specific stromal cells that you work with? Uh, so we in particular work with fibroblasts, or in the in the instance of cancer, we call them cancer-associated fibroblasts. So these are activated. Um, they secrete a lot of extracellular matrix and they're highly contractile um, and that's the particular cell-cell interaction that I'm inter interested in um, and that's the one where we see a particular um, immune response. We've tried with other cells, other types of immune cells, but we don't see that same um, upregulation. So for instance we try macrophages as well. Um, we haven't yet tried dendritic cells and I think that this would probably induce a pathway but at the moment, yeah, all we focus on mostly is the interaction of cancer cells and fibroblasts, mostly because our lab focus a lot on fibroblasts. And okay. a lot of so the idea would be that these genes could be sort of like biomarkers for someone is susceptible to oncology exactly, therapy yeah. or not. Exactly. So that's kind of where we're looking at this at the moment. Okay. okay. That's really interesting. Thank you. Cool. No problem. Thanks.